Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Appreciate you guys being back with us tonight. I have a special guest, a friend of mine, Dr. Nathan Jenkins. Uh, so Dr. J and I became friends at a CrossFit Health Conference when um, Glassman flew me out there to uh, observe and see what they were working on. He was actually a guest speaker, which was was very cool. And I, I thought his content was great and a little different than, um, than what I'd heard from some of the other speakers, mostly because he's 40 years younger than all the other doctors that were there. <laughs> so that's a, that's a plus. Uh, for those of you that are going to watch this on YouTube, he also was nice enough to wear one of my t-shirts tonight. Yeah. And you, can, you can purchase it, Tango Charlie Apparel. So go out and get the merch. Uh, but, uh, outside of that, I thought we'd have an interesting discussion. So, um, so Dr. J works with uh, RP Nutrition or uh, Renaissance Periodization. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. RP Strength on Instagram, Renaissance Periodization is the name of the company. There you go. They'll totally yeah. yell at me for getting that wrong. Yeah, I got, I, I got you covered. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why you work for them and I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, I just thought, thought it'd be interesting tonight just to kind of have an unscripted conversation around diet. I've been getting... Um, Oh my God, I bet I get, I mean, I get about 400 DMs a day and I bet 50 of them are around nutrition. Usually like people that are new to CrossFit and wanting to know where to start and, and they're confused and CrossFit keeps pushing out, particularly in the health conference, as you know, uh, doc is that, you know, Glassman's a big fan of carb restriction and you know what I would describe as kind of, it's, it's not true keto, but it's kind of keto and it's kind of Atkins and it's like a, it's like a bunch of different stuff. And I feel like, you know, people are out there stirring their coffees with sticks of butter now. And I, I just wanted to have a debate around, you know, what, what, uh, RP does, which seems to be not scared of carbs at all, which makes a old guy like me happy and kind of the, the keto debate. So yeah. Uh, I thought we'd get into that, but before we do that, why don't we just start, uh, you know, just give the listeners a little bit of your background, like how you came to CrossFit, you know, what your, what your, yeah. and that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, so first of all, John, thanks for having me on. I don't usually do stuff like this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really cool. And um, yeah, so just my little story is uh, skip over some stuff, but yeah, I'm a professor of exercise physiology at the University of Georgia in Athens, Georgia, go dogs. Um, I actually did, I got two degrees from there too. So it's, um, I get to work at my home institution, which is really cool. Um, that's my day job, but I also um, do some consulting work for um, RP strength, like, like we mentioned. And I'm also a consultant for CrossFit Inc. Uh, designing some course content for them for the training department, uh, designing an exercise physiology course. Uh, that's a project that's getting close to being wrapped up and it'll be an online course and the offering uh, offering in the future. Um, and it was really through that, that I got invited to, uh, to first, it was first, it was in March. So I don't know if you were at the one in March, I met you at the one in May, uh, but the, the DDC, the, the CrossFit health conference at HQ in March was the first time I went, uh, I met some folks there, met Karin, uh, got to chat with Greg a little bit at that first time I went there and, um, I guess they ran out of speakers or something, but they invited me uh, to to give a talk there in May. And that's when we got to hang out um, a little bit. So, yeah, I've been doing CrossFit for about four years. Oh, and by the way, just a little aside, I apologize. Uh, if you got anybody watching this, you can see my one of my dogs walking around in the background. What's the dog's uh, name? What's the good that's, uh, name? That's Crosby. He's a, he's a great Dane. Let's see if we can see him. Uh, hey, buddy. Yeah, there's that 
He's a good dumb. boy. He's that dumb. a good boy, Crosby. Yeah, he's dumb. <laughs> and that's Brutus over there. Look how dumb he is, too. Um, so, yeah, my wife's an Ohio State fan and a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So that's why we got Brutus and Crosby. Well, we'll give her 50%. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they if a leaf blows by the house, they'll start barking at it. So um, that's fine. listening to this, hopefully you're, you like dogs. If you don't like dogs, stop listening. I don't really care if you, yeah, you just need to go away. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, I can't remember where I was, where I was. Yeah, well, but my sure. background is I'm a professor who does a lot of CrossFit, um, which actually, just, just to wrap up my little background, I'm kind of like a contrarian in my, in my field. I'm an exercise scientist who um, does CrossFit and, and, uh, likes, I wrote a uh, journal article for when there still was the CrossFit journal at the end of last year on things that exercise science can learn from CrossFit. There's a lot that CrossFit, I believe gets right about the physiology that, um, the mainstream academic field gets completely wrong. In fact, they're diametrically opposed. And that was the, basically the substance of that article I wrote and the talk that I gave at, at HQ, um, back in May. We can talk about that stuff sometime, but it sounds like you, you want to talk about nutrition, which I also love. And that's my other kind of like side gig thing is um, doing nutrition consulting, uh, diet coaching for RP. And uh, I, I love doing that. And you're exactly right. We don't, we don't shy away from carbs um, there, but there's more to that diet than just the carbs. So um yeah, we can, we can start digging into that as much as you want. Where do you want to begin with that? Yeah, let's break that down a little bit. So, yeah. um, you know, I think people get new getting into CrossFit or uh, they run into a couple of issues, or at least I did when I started, which is, you know, how do you fuel yourself for these really intense workouts? Mm-hmm. And if you follow the CrossFit main site, they're pushing you toward, you know, a high fat diet, you know, replacing mm-hmm. – um, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. uh, basically replacing carbs with fats and not really increasing your protein intake, you know, it's not like a 50 50 split, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. You're on, heavier mm-hmm. on the fats, restricting carbs, and, you know, kind of keeping your protein intake in, in check. And so, uh, you know, if you're following that as a new athlete and you're trying to fuel those workouts as someone who has done keto before, yeah, not only do you go through that kind of keto flu, uh, symptoms, but it's really hard to, you know, push through, or I found it hard to push through longer workouts. And so I think people struggle with that. So when you, when you're, you guys are talking about, you know, carbs aren't the enemy, you're going to eat them. Like, how are you guys breaking that down? Like what kind of percentage of your macronutrients are, are coming from carbs, how much from protein, like that sort of thing? Yeah. Let me try to start real broad and then kind of uh, zoom in and break down into the more granular stuff as we go along. Um, going back to the first thing that you were talking about, about what is CrossFit, what is the CrossFit, um, how do they present the uh, optimal nutrition? And if you go back to the original content from CrossFit and like an L1, it, it, they talk about the zone diet. And um, the zone diet is a prescription based on, uh, it actually is, it's actually more carbs than the other two. It's 40% carbohydrate. 30% fat, 30% protein. Um, so there's that 40, 30, 30 breakdown. Um, it's more, it's really more in the last few years that uh, they've been really pushing the high fat, low carb sort of message. Uh, the more keto, like that would be the, the, the keto prescription is 
very high fat, like 75% of the diet or, or higher coming from fat, um, very low carbohydrate, like less than, less than 20 grams a day or whatever it is. And then a little bit of protein. Um, and why that shift? Uh, I, I don't, I, I'm the last person in the world to, to try to speak for <laughs> CrossFit Inc. Um, on these things, but I'll just, I'll just tell you my understanding is that as they've shifted, as they like Greg and, and, and Karn and everyone at the CrossFit and the, the health department at CrossFit has um, sort of taken over the main messaging coming out of HQ coming out of like, as we noticed since the beginning of the year, uh, CrossFit.com, the audience has shifted that, that where they're directing their megaphone is, is not so much the mainstream everyday CrossFitter as much as it is um, the, the person who's totally sedentary, never been active in their life, um, that's afflicted with chronic disease um, and like currently afflicted with chronic disease. And that's the person who um, they're suggesting is most optimally treated with a low carb, high fat diet. And I think the literature supports that to a large extent as well. Um, so this is, that's kind of where the confusion lies is um, that I, I do think, I also think that, that there's, uh, I mean, we've heard Greg say it, we've heard um, some of the speakers at these conferences that we've been to say is that carbohydrates are not ever required. You do not have to have carbohydrate. There's no minimum intake. So therefore, why bother with them? And that's where they're sort of talking to, to, the, to the masses. Um, what, <clears throat> where, it's, where it's challenging then is, is if you're just an everyday person going to the, like you and I, I would say, I would put us both in this category. Um, everyday athletes just doing CrossFit for an hour a day trying to be healthy. What are we to make of, uh, should I be having carbs or not? Because there is this conflicting message. If you look at the, the classics on nutrition and CrossFit, it's all about the zone diet, the, what you did, what you take a test on. If you take the L1, you are tested on the zone diet. You're not tested on keto. Um, but then there's the, the messaging that's 2000, I'm going to say 2016 and, and, and onward is really the, like every, it almost seems like everybody should be on keto if I'm just a average consumer of that information. So that's where the confusion is, I think. Um, and I think that there's many, many, many reasons why people argue about this. But I think one of the reasons people argue about this a lot is because there's just a lot of confusion. Well, sure. And I, look, I don't, um, yeah, we don't need to debate Greg's science. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't think, he, I don't think he's wrong. For the record, I think people that um, have chronic disease, you know, keto diet can solve a lot of those problems. I think the yeah. science backs that up. I guess the question for you, though, is like, so, you know, my followers aren't mm -hmm. typically the chronic disease people, except, you know, except for maybe those of us that are functional drinkers. Um, <laughs> I think I that, if you have a, have yeah. a glass with you right now. Yeah, it it. it it's like, you got, you got it, might, it might be bourbon. It might be might bourbon. be might be bourbon. Okay, yeah, yeah. nice. But, uh, nice. you know, I think the, the bigger question is like for someone who's new getting into mm -hmm. CrossFit and you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're wanting to fuel the diets you know, mm -hmm. or fuel the, the workout with the diet and keto isn't for you or if, it, if you don't think it's for you and I yeah. give you for RP, like what's that going to look like? Yeah. So it's definitely not necessarily. So here's my thing is, um, and I think I mentioned this to you when we were talking over, over beers in Madison, 
Um, for me, carbohydrates are not necessarily the first question. For me, the first question is, um, let's talk about, it actually goes along with the cross of prescription uh, for nutrition. Let's see if I can recite it from memory. It's uh, eat uh, meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch and no sugar is like the, 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 the line that everybody quotes for nutrition. Honestly, we're pretty close to that in terms of the, or, the order. Um, meats and vegetables are the first thing. My first thing when I'm looking at a, at, a, at a new client is what is their body weight? And that's going to give me a lot of information about their protein, what their, their protein intake, what their protein should be, what, what are their protein needs. Um, and it's roughly, if you want to get into some numbers, it's roughly about a good starting point is a gram of protein per pound of body weight per day. Okay. So, so if I, so if I weigh 180 pounds, which yep. I do, yep. and 180 grams of protein, 180 grams of protein. And then, you know, uh, if we want to get really precise on that, that's about right. A, a, a good range, you know, sort of margin of error would be plus or minus about 20 grams per day. And you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, that's a great starting point. And then from there it's vegetables. Um, so, and we can break all this down, but, uh, for as far as meal timing, roughly three to five hours, every three to five hours throughout the day, you're eating something, you're eating a meal. Um, and we try to break down the protein per day into even portions throughout each of those three to five hours, along with each of those meals. Um, we would say get a couple handfuls of vegetables and this, so there, that's like, a, we got our first two steps right there is lean meat, so, uh, a lean protein source and a veggie source at each of your call it four to six meals per day. Um, and then, th and then from there, we'll fill in the carbs and fats as needed. Um, but that's my point is with that, that the RP diet, there's many ways that the RP diet in my mind. And the CrossFit approach, the classic zone approach, there's a lot more similarities than there are differences. We take it, we do take a different approach in terms of like some of these calculations and the, the exact numbers. We don't break down percentages per se, but the, some of the fundamentals, if you like look at a meal, like I, I made a post on my Instagram the other day of like my meals that I prepped for the week. It's like, well, of course you did. If, you, yeah, yeah. if you're a CrossFitter, you're not posting your food. Did you really no, did I, you I, eat I, it? Super basic when I did that, but yes. But it was actually, it looked really cool on my counter. So I said, okay, I'll just do that. But if you look at it, man, it looks like a zone meal from like CrossFit. There wasn't an Instagram of CrossFit, sorry, but there was. Containers would look exactly the same. So it's meat and vegetables. And then basically you adjust the carbohydrates and fats to suit the, the specifics of your goal. Um, okay. So let me make sure I'm clear. So, uh -huh. uh, and I'm a, I'm a banker, not a doctor, but so yeah. if I've, if I've got to get to 180 grams, so for me, if I'm doing four meals, that's 45 grams of protein in a meal, right? And then you yeah. want me to toss some veggies in there, so I'm going to toss some broccoli on top of that, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. starting off. I'm starting off this day with some crazy protein farts based on what you've just presented yeah. to me. Yeah. The, the, the gas and the the, the 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 there's big changes when people adjust to this diet. Yes. So I'm going to look great, but no girl's ever going to be with me because I'm going to stink yeah. about the room. That's what you're telling yeah. me. Uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's an adjustment period where I wouldn't necessarily start a new, a new, I wouldn't like meet up with a tender date or whatever the kids are using these days for the first time when you're just starting out on all these veggies, it's usually more veggies than anyone's ever eaten in their life. When I when I get, when people transition to, to this way of eating that I'm describing. Um, and again, that's very consistent with what, um, any, I think any CrossFit trainer, Anybody who understands 
the optimal fueling for CrossFit is going to, is going to want you to do. So what are your um, carb sources then? Are you talking about rice, sweet potatoes? Like, what do you, what do you yeah. normally prescribe? Uh, there's a whole list of uh, the healthy carbs that we call them. Uh, yeah. Like you said, rice and sweet potatoes, um, starchy vegetables, uh, whole wheat pasta, any, any, any whole wheat bread, whole wheat toast. Um, and the key is with these sources is that um, another, another thing that Cross is big on, at least when I took my L1, uh, I remember that when the trains were talking about the, 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 the optimal way to do your nutrition is if you're not weighing and measuring, then you're kind of missing uh, an opportunity to optimize your health and your fitness. I'm a big believer in that. And, and, and particularly when it comes to carbs. So it's really easy to mess up the quantities when it comes to carbs. So for me, it, it, um, these, all these sources are great. Um, you just want to be sure that you're weighing and measuring out according to, to what you need. Um, the human eyeball is a horrifically just awful measurement tool. Um, I can look at a pile of, and I, I do this professionally. You'd think if anybody in the world would be good at eyeballing their portion of rice or potatoes or whatever it is, it, it would be me, but I'm, ter- I'm terrible at it. Like I, sometimes I think like, oh yeah, that looks like a uh, hundred grams of sweet potatoes. I'm just going to eyeball it and actually measure. And it was like 250 grams. I was like, oh shit, I'm glad I didn't eat that. Cause I'd be way, you know, no. way over. Is that, is that all people or just men? Because like I, men always have a tendency to go, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's eight inches. <laughs> that looks good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a sex difference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, women are probably better. Most of these things. Women are better. <laughs> yeah. That's a safe answer. Right. Okay. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so breaking it down, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we're getting percentages here or not, but yeah, I mean, do you get, are you giving a, like a specific number of grams of carbs you're looking for, or is there. Yeah, uh, through, through trial and error, uh, not trial and error. So it's as uh, application of some, uh, a lot, a lot of like scientific literature, a lot of information that, uh, from science, we've come to um, an approach for CrossFitters at, at RP speaking specifically, where my RP hat right now, um, where for most CrossFitters just doing a typical CrossFit class, a good starting point, it turns out it's very convenient um, because it's the same as protein. So one gram of carbohydrate per pound body weight per day is a good starting point. Uh, if you're just doing a typical CrossFit class. Now carbs, uh, I like to think of the, each of these different macros is like um, you, you have like a, a, a knob where you adjust the amounts based on different, different parameters we adjust the carb knob quite a lot, depending on training volume. Um, CrossFit in its purest form is actually a fairly low volume activity. Um, high intensity, low volume, right? That's the whole thing, intensity over volume. So one CrossFit class a day, and that's all you're doing, we don't really need a whole lot more than that one gram of carbohydrate per pound body weight per day. We start talking about those those crazy, freaky fit people that we just watched in Madison or that you just watched in Madison. You need quite a bit more than that. Um, but for the, just the average person, one gram of carbs. So for you, like one, about 180 grams of carbs per day, again, would be a good starting point. Uh, we might adjust from there. If you, if you increase it, you start saying, okay, I'm going to go to the games as a when you're in your next, you, maybe it's like you'll level up into the mat, the next, like what is it, 50 to 54 will be your next one. And you say you want to go to the games, you got to start training more. Then we might either turn that up a little bit, lose weight, lean out a little bit. Then we might see, okay, let's get down to like a, a little bit lower than that one, than that starting point of uh, 180 carbs a day. 
but anyway, yeah, that's how we, that's where we initially determine the overall quantity per day. And again, we break that down uh, per meal. Uh, and, and we have a, a sort of a different strategy for doing that too. I'll, I'll probably stop there because I don't want to, I'm kind of. Yeah. Well, no, let's just, I, I just want to keep it kind of simple for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. I, can, uh, I can go as much depth as you want or just, yeah, I'm going to stop myself. Oh, no, just for that, like the average listener. So, yeah, if, yeah. you know, you've got, you know, like in my case, again, 180 grams of protein, 180 grams of carbs, and then we're going to throw some fats in there, right? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm going to take a wild guess. We're not doing 180 grams. No, we're not. Uh, well, because fats are more dense, right? So they're more calorically dense than the other two. Um, let's see, roughly, let me do some quick mental math in my head. It's a, it's a little bit less than half a, a gram, uh, or sorry, like, yeah, half a gram per pound of body weight, call it like 0.4, 0.3. It's hard not to talk about specific numbers here. Sure. Uh, yeah, but, but so, so in my case, then, you know, we're going to be less than 90 grams. Yeah, but I would say about 80, 80 to 90 grams for you. Okay. Would be a good starting point. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that seems, like a, seems like a fair pause math. There real quick. If you do the math on what I just said, um, I find that, I, that that's that's the starting point for a maintenance diet for most CrossFitters, in my experience. Um, something that's really important, and I think it's lost because there's. I mean, just let's, let's be specific here. I've encountered a lot of people who do CrossFit who like tell me that the RP diet is a shitty diet, um, and it's like you know what? If you look at the, we don't do we, we don't do the percentage breakdown. Like that's not the prescription. Like the zone is, but if you do the percentage on what I just outlined. It turns out it's really damn close to the zone diet, which is again that's in the L one. Sure. So that would be my um, my little point for for your listeners is that uh, that uh, it, just in my experience, I've heard some pushback on the RP diet, but for most people, it's actually pretty similar to what is outlined in the L one. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, I've heard it called a shitty diet. I've heard it called by Greg a shitty diet. So I and you know, I think any diet can be shitty if it's misapplied. And absolutely. I, 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 I'll be cautious to say I'm not a nutritionist. I mean, you know, my, my dinner tonight was a steak, some coleslaw and a big piece of German chocolate cake. So I am certainly not a nutritionist. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I do think it's important for people to be informed and find the things that work for them and keto yeah. works too. So I'm not endorsing yes. RP. I'm not endorsing keto. I've, I've done both to some degree. I've certainly done zone and I've done keto yeah. and they both had different effects on my body and, and both, I think, work in different ways um mm -hmm. keto can be shitty if you literally sit around and eat a stick of butter and absolutely and yeah. have avocado every day for lunch you know it's yeah i think i think keto can be um well let me take a step back i'm definitely pro keto for certain populations my mom and stepfather have lost 20 or 30 pounds i don't know how many let's say 50 plus 50 plus pounds between them in like two months uh, what, when, uh, his physician suggested that he go on it based on some blood work and, and like his, his weight was getting up a little bit and it's been great for him. And it's, uh, there's a lot of stories like this. And I believe the data, there's a company called Verta health. Um, who, there were some folks there at the, at the meeting that we were at. I talked with one gentleman quite a bit. He shared with me that in their, on their program, it's basically, it's based on a ketogenic diet for people with newly diagnosed type two diabetes their reversal rate is like 60%. For, so with ketogenic diet, revert, type 2 diabetes going into remission is like 60%. Uh, I hope I'm remembering that statistic correctly. But just for comparison, standard of care for diabetes, the remission rate is like one in a thousand or something like that. So standard treatment, just throwing meds at people and giving continuing on a high carbohydrate diet, which is the, the, the 
federal government and the American Diabetes Association and all the mainstream medical uh, advising bodies, their, their, their standard of care is a really terrible diet for diabetes. I think keto is a great option for that population. And I would, I don't work with that population because I'm not an MD. I don't have the right credentials for that. Uh, but if I did, I wouldn't do exactly what I'm doing for folks like me and you and like the sure. people who are healthy that could st- with no clinical adverse clinical markers and no reason to ha- be under spe- specific medical care, but are doing CrossFit, doing some high intensity work, um, basically deciding and figuring out what are the overall needs for the diet and then optimizing these, like I, t- like I mentioned, these turning these knobs, the protein knob stays pretty constant. The veggies knob stays pretty constant. We play around with the carbohydrate and fat knobs to help people reach their body composition and performance goals. So, uh, so let's break a couple things down real quick. Cause I'm not a doctor either, even though my Bumble profile says I am um, here. And that's smart. Man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Busted now. So, um, but so let's, you know, I want you thinking about, you know, new CrossFitters coming in. That's kind of my target audience. Mm-hmm. Or I think the people that are, they get into my pages is, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of in those first one to three years are still mm-hmm. kind of cultish and psycho about CrossFit and yeah. you know, they're trying to find something that works. So knowing what you know yeah. about keto knowing what you know about, <laughs> you know, RP or, or yeah. zone and some of those others, if you just had to give them, you know, one to two tips around, Hey, I've got to fuel yeah. my workouts. What would those one to two things be? First thing is if, if they're listen, are they starting off with being overweight, trying to lose weight? No, let's say all things being equal, they're in relatively good health. They don't have any yeah. chronic disease. You know, they're, they're in decent shape. I would shape. still say the, one of the first things that I would go to, probably the first thing that I'd go to if someone hasn't previously thought about their nutrition and is also starting CrossFit, if you do nothing else, be mindful of the calories that you're drinking as you take a sip of your bourbon. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm talking about the mindless calories that you're sipping on, like the this and I live in the South. So the sweet tea, I don't know why it's the first thing that comes to my mind. Maybe it's because I live here. Uh, but the, your, 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 um, sweetened soft drinks, your, uh, the, the Frappuccino, the, the coffee drinks that you get that are just laden with, with sugar. Those are the things that Glassman is railing against for good reason. And I think that they really have no place with the exception of like a couple times a year for a special treat. If that's your thing, you know, or it's a birthday party or whatever it is, but like really on a day to day, there's really no reason to be drinking calories. If you're, if someone's doing that, if they remove that, then they're going to, I mean, it's going to be, uh, the adaptation is going to really accelerate for sure. That's the first thing. If there, so uh, most people are, are consuming calories in that way, um, more than they realize. Uh, so that's a, that's always a big change. Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing would be to get more protein. Most of us are, are under consuming protein. If you're just going by like natural eating tendencies, natural sort of hunger cues. Uh, most people, when I present them with their most new clients, when I present them with their RP diet, they're like, holy crap, this is more protein. This is, this is more protein than I would get in a week. Um, so it turn, yeah, and that's probably about right. I mean, a lot of people are getting about 30, 40, 50 grams of protein a day which if you're doing any kind of training where the stimulus is there to build muscle, um, that's going to be woefully insufficient. So that would actually is my, uh, get rid of the, 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 the sugar that you're drinking and increase your dietary, replace that basically with dietary protein. That's my first step. 
Okay. And would you, are you timing your meals currently or are you just kind of eat when you're uh, at that stage? Mm, I wouldn't get into that. You probably overwhelm someone getting into that at that's at the initial stage. Um, if someone, but I also wouldn't say like save all your meat, all your food for like the evening or whatever. Sometimes people do that. They like don't eat all day and they go to the gym. Um, I would say if you're, I mean, we've got to get into different scenarios to talk about sort of the specifics of it, but um, don't go to the gym on an empty stomach. I mean, unless you work out first thing in the morning, some people prefer that. Um, but if you're working out at anything after like, say, lunchtime or later, you probably shouldn't be uh, going in after having not eaten all day. So we talk about some strategies around that. Um, and then I do think there's some good evidence to support getting a meal in pretty soon after your training. I mean, your muscles are in a state where they're ready to take up. We should have just burned a lot of, of, of fuel and they're primed to take up fuel in that in sort of in that recovery window as the, as the, my, my, my friends, my bros and the bodybuilding community like to talk about the post-workout window, the anabolic window. Uh, it's a good, it is actually, it turns out a good time to, to, to eat um, some protein, some, some carbs. Okay. And so then I guess kind of my last question around this then is, um, are you, is, are we talking, uh, all whole foods, um, you know, we're talking, you know, steaks is your protein or chickens, or are you guys okay with protein bars, protein shakes as a supplement for mm -hmm. these grams you want us taking in? Definitely okay with them. And in fact, uh, in part of the, part of the diet that we, that we do, uh, includes, um, like a whey protein shake with the workout and a casein protein shake at night, right before bed. Uh, but those are those are the 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 reason behind those. There's a bunch of reasons behind those. But the the it turns out that the like for you 180 grams of protein again is quite a lot, and it's difficult and actually kind of expensive uh, to get all of that from meat. Uh, protein is by far the most expensive macronutrient. So uh, that's part of this. Okay, there's a lot of protein in this diet. We can actually use this, the the powders to help us out a little bit but that's kind of the secondary source the primary source is of course the the whole foods thing the um i mean i i use a lot we use a lot of chicken uh pork tenderloin lean cuts of beef um what i mean any like turkey all kinds of stuff ground lean ground beef lean ground turkey ground chicken blah blah, blah. um all that we use it all um and then for the veggies that you, you, the, the, you met, you asked about whole foods. Um, I already talked about the, the importance of veggies in a, in a healthy diet. You got a couple handfuls of fresh veggies at every meal. Um, I just grab the ones out of it. Cause I don't, I can't be bothered with chopping. I don't have time. So I just grab those bags of kale and arugula and just put handfuls of them into my Tupperware containers and just mix them into whatever it is I'm eating. So, and so if, if someone <laughs> wanted to get more information around, uh, RP go to the app. Is there, is there something more yeah, than an app they should go to or start with the website, uh, renaissance .com, Um, and check out the Instagram page, uh, RP strength on Instagram. Um, and those are, those are, you, you'll, you'll find a lot of information, a lot of links. There's a whole, like, what is it? The link tree thing on the RP Instagram handle with all, all kinds of information about, about the diet and, and our approach to it. Um, and then there's on the website, there's a lot of introductory information. There's a blog, there's a, a ton of articles that have been posted for like the last five years or so. And then if anybody wanted to reach out to me, uh, I'm, I, you can find me on, uh, on Instagram on gains by Dr. J. 
Um, and you can with the Z, right? Games with the Z. Yeah. Games with the Z games by Dr. J. And, uh, that's also my Instagram handle. Uh, do, do you ever uh, worry that anyone under the age of 35 doesn't know who Dr. J is? Uh, I, I, I should worry yeah. about that. Um, so for the kids listening, he was a basketball player like back in the seventies. They don't know who he is. No, that's my kid. My students at the university call me Dr. J. That's yeah. where I, that's where I, I got. Know. I don't know if they know the connection. I should put up, I should ask. I don't know. Along those same lines, do you think Magic Johnson wasted a good porn name? <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Hey, um, um, I know it was yeah. off topic. I guess, you know, so they can contact you gains at, uh, Dr. J. Yeah. And, um, I guess the other thing, you know, again, I'll reiterate, I'm not a nutritionist, so I would encourage everyone to also look at the CrossFit main site. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's great. Yeah. You know, check out their, their message around carb restriction. I think people need to find what works for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm certainly not endorsed by RP in any stretch of the imagination. They're not no. paying me for this in any stretch. So and they're not paying me for this either. Yeah. <laughs> they pay me for client work, but not for this guy. Though. Yeah. I know. Um, and uh, I can't even beg them for free t- free uh, tennis shoes. So, uh, you know, they're no. really, they're no good to me. They're not great. No, they, they don't have, they don't have, why don't we have shoes? We need I shoes. I'll tell Nick. Yeah. Get, <laughs> tell them to get on that. And then I'll, I'll hawk him all day long to yeah. uh, try to get some free shoes out of the deal. Yeah. But, um, but regardless, uh, no, I think it's been helpful. I think the information you're sharing certainly can help people. So I would encourage everyone to, you know, blow up your DMs. Sure. Uh, Happy to uh, talk. And uh, for those of you that are going to watch this on YouTube, as as handsome as Nathan is, he is married. So uh, don't go sliding into the DMs. Just uh, shoot him a message, and he can I'm turning you know, as red you know. as your damn shirt here. Did you see? Does everybody see the shirt that I got? Here? That's a sweet. That's a sweet shirt. Yeah, some some guy. I, I wear it uh, when I'm scooping dog shit in the yard. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's about what it's worth, and what they're what they're good for. And uh, yeah, sometimes I work out. But yeah. So that's that's good to hear. Well, Nathan, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll certainly have you back on. I, you know, I think what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like everyone to send you some messages, and then we can answer those maybe the next time we have think, you yeah, on. Maybe like a Q and A kind of deal because we. Um, I, I hope I didn't get too deep for some. Some people probably want to go more in depth. Some people are like, yeah, just give me the high points. It's always hard with nutrition, but. No, I think I think you're fine. I mean, yeah. you know, you didn't you didn't get too deep. I mean, okay, yeah, sounds- let's let's slow, slow your roll. You're not a right. you're not a, you're not a real doctor. Uh, no, so. I'm not. You're exactly <laughs> right. I'm a fake one. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Okay, I, appreci- I appreciate you being on. We got a yeah. uh, we got a lot of podcasts coming up for everyone that's listening or or watching here. Um, we're gonna start releasing the or I'm gonna start releasing these things on a much more regular basis. Uh, probably ten over the next two weeks. And uh, hopefully we can uh, keep that pace for a while. So everybody keep an eye out on the Instagram page as well as YouTube. And uh, you'll see these coming out again. Nathan, thanks for being on. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, John.